0: Just a friendly reminder that if you wish to support this podcast or the ministries of the local church in which I serve, you may send any donations to 563 East Main Street in Philadelphia, Mississippi, 39350. Once upon a time, no matter your age or where you find yourself in life, these words have always had a way of taking us from where we are into a distant land. They, they found a way to help us to escape what the reality that we are facing is. And as we escape the world in which we live, we find ourselves being thrust into a fantasy world. And depending upon the story, it may be a story of princes and princesses or elves and goblins or three little bears. But those words, once upon a time... Have a very special way of thrusting us from our current reality to a new one, to a new fantasy in life. And no matter the story, for many of us, these four words take us to a world that is not our own. And this morning we hear a similar story. It's a story of being taken from what is to something new. But this one is not make-believe. And as we, we look in Genesis 1, verse 1, we hear the words, In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God is that beginning of a story that is a beautiful story of God's love for God's people. And it goes on to say, in the beginning, God created, which is this wonderful statement that points us to God's love and God's care and God's control and God's power. That God is a creator and that God is not only a creator, but is our creator and has that love of a creator for their art or for their creation. Now, I'm aware, before we even jump in, that not everyone agrees with our faith in God's creation. For instance, Carl Sagan, the astronomer, saw no meaning in the universe and said that it was just a random collection of natural face, uh, forces. rather. But we as Christians often proclaim in our affirmations of faith things that we believe. Things that we pus- put our faith in. In one of our affirmations, we say, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And it it does. It takes faith to believe that there was a beginning, and that in that beginning, God created. That in the beginning, God created. And now let us hear these words from Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. Rather, rather one through five. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep. And while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters, then God said, let there be light. And there was And God saw the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning on the first day. So God as creator, we hear in our text, speaks into a formless void, speaks into the darkness and creates. God speaks those words of let there be light and splits the darkness wide open. Giving form and substance to a world that had no substance and form. Giving light to a world that was in utter darkness. And... and. This is something that had never been done before because this is the beginning. But this division of light and dark, this division of formless to form, this division of void to substance is what gives us purpose. As I'm currently recording this myself, I am waiting to on... Covid test results. And so I find myself sitting in quarantine, waiting for these results. And I feel a void in my life, a void of community, a void of connection. While I'm quarantined with Anna, we both have kind of found ourselves a little bit stir crazy. And we have come to realize that for a lot of us, quarantine equals isolation. And as I watch the news uh, of of what has happened in our capital and in our world over the past week. We found ourselves living in a world void of love and compassion and care of the other. Uh, no matter which side you found yourself on at the beginning of this year, it, it seemed that everything that happened this past week, everybody had an opinion and it was always someone else's fault. But nobody looked at it and said, how can we handle this in love and care and compassion for all? How how do we act in this way? And we we find ourselves living in a world and in a pandemic where the numbers are rising and there's a void that seems to be welling up within all of us of, of hope that it will ever get better. The, the darkness seems to be overwhelming the light. There seems to be no form, no substance in our world anymore. We find ourselves void of peace within as to what to do. I know I found myself with this void, with this restless feeling of what to do. How do you minister and what are you supposed to be in this time? There are many voids in our world. So I guess the question is, where is it that you feel a void? Where is it in our world that you see a void Because let's not miss, we are in the void. The void of love, hope, peace for some of us. For many of us, we have labeled our lives by the void. So maybe you need to to hit the pause button or whatever, but where, and think about this, where is it in your life that you are living in the void, in the darkness, in the formless? And I, and I think for many of us, our personal and, and worldly voids stem from a fact that either intentionally or unintentionally, the way in which we teach about God— it tends to promote the idea that God is distant from us, that God is is not a God that is that longs to be in relationship with us, but is distant from us. God's up there. I'm down here. God is distant and remote. and the only time that I can really get God's attention is if I do something very really, really good or special or or if I pray the right words, that's how I get God's attention. and, and even then we may not succeed. And that may work for some people, but the reality that I've come to realize in my own life is that God is not a God that is far away looking at us unsatisfied. As we hear in the very creation story that we were looking at earlier, when God created us, God said it was very good. Now, I don't, and, and I don't want to lead anyone to a God who, who may come around for a brief fleeting encounter But but God is a God that longs to be in relationship with us. God is a God that, as we hear throughout scriptures, would leave the 99 for the one that is lost. God is the the God that sent Jesus Christ for all people. And this this is one of those things that we oftentimes do celebrate in the beauty of prayer, in the beauty of communion, that we have a God that longs to be in relationship with us and longs to welcome us to the table. And our our text this morning shows us that even amidst the chaos, even amidst the void and the form, formless darkness, that God is present and God is creating. As as we hear this morning, looking at Genesis one, and we and we hear about how the Spirit of God was hovering. And resignating over the world as it was being formed and ordered. That, that that while there was this chaos amidst it, that there was a spirit that was creating. If you read the entire creation story, you'll hear this over and over again of God's creative word. And from the very beginning, God has been fully present to everyone and everything. And God is still with us because the spirit of God still hovers, still resonates over over, and around all of us. God brings about substance in our voids, light in our darkness, and order in the midst of our chaos. Think about when you're, when this text was being written It was being written during the Babylonian exile during a time of chaos, of of an unknown future. And, and, And many of us are going, well, that makes perfect sense. I can relate to this unknown future. What does the future hold? For many of us, we said, let's just get through 2020. And now we're looking at 2021 going, oh my, I didn't want this either. We don't know what the future holds. But we were reminded that the very rhythms of nature Our promise of God's presence, that that while, yes, in this formless void that we hear about of eternal and chaotic aloneness, God enters in and intervenes through relationship, order, and separating the darkness from the light. But the fact that creation is – that the order of creation is uh, over a period of time signals that creation is a dynamic process and not just a finished product. It was not just like God goes – and just threw it down and said, that's what it is. Boom. This is what I want. But that there is a process of creation. And God chooses not to take an I'll-do-it-myself approach to creation. God catches up the creatures along the way in order that they may participate with God in every new creation. Throughout the creation story, if you read all of that text in Genesis 1, you hear things like, let the earth bring forth, or let the waters bring forth, or let us create humankind. God invites the earth and the waters and the microorganisms and everyone else to be a part of the creative process. God's creation is going somewhere. It's a long-term project and it's ever in the process of becoming. We all we we talk about this idea of striving for perfection, it's in the process of becoming what God created and what God is creating. As the history of nature shows, with the earth-changing activities of such creatures and things as glaciers and earthquakes, volcanoes and tsunamis, there is a continuing disorder in God's good world that needs to be subdued. And as we hear after the creation of humans, we hear in Genesis 1.28 that God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth and, get this, subdue it. Have dominion over it. Sibley Towner, a former professor of biblical interpretation at Union Presbyterian Seminary, explains that if there were no freedom in this creation, no touches of disorder, no open ends, then moral choice, creativity, and excellence could not rise. The world would be a monotonous cycle of inevitability, as dull as dishwater, a world of puppets, but we do not live in this world. We live in a world that is still being created. We live in a vo- we live in a world that still finds itself at moments in that void where we do not feel or grasp the presence of God, but God comes in seeking to shine the light, to give form to our void, to feel that we are in the void and the formless because we do not seek God it, it is just. Crazy. so But so often we do feel that way. We find ourselves feel, feeling that we are in a void because we can't see God at work. Or, or perhaps it's that we don't see God working as we desire. But we need the reminder that God was present in the beginning and is present now. And just because things aren't going as we desire them, that so often what we need to realize is that the changing of things is not always like the, as I use this illustration with people I've talked to before, not the turning of a jet ski, but it is the turning of a cruise ship. And just because we don't see the changes and the things that we would like to see, we have to put our hope and our trust in God that there may be things happening underneath that we do not even see that are causing turns and shifts, but it just may take time creating within us is more difficult oftentimes because we find ourselves fighting the image in which we were created to be. And this may be us, this may be the world, however you want to interpret this, but so often the reason that we find it difficult to be created in the image of God is because we are fighting that image. We'd rather stay in the dark and the formless void because then we can just say, it's not my fault. One of the things I find interesting is how many of the religious and spiritual traditions find themselves focusing on breathing as a means of quieting and dis- uh, of, of quieting ourselves from the distractions of the world to give complete attention to something. Another way of encountering the presence of something greater than ourselves. When we hear of the Spirit of God hovering over all the things at the beginning of creation, the word that we hear for spirit is literally translated to breath. The same breath that is later breathed into human beings to bring them to life. In a very real and tangible sense, the various spiritual traditions in our world echo the biblical conviction that the Spirit hovers over all of creation. It resonates with us, giving us breath, filling us with life, and giving us the presence of God. God is not a God that is distant from us, but longs to be in relationship with us. God interacts with, his create, with God's creation from the outset and fills creation with the Ruha, the wind, the breath, the very spirit of God. So maybe in this world where we feel a void and in darkness, maybe we just need to take a minute and take a breath. Whew. <sighs> And remember God's presence. Even in our voids and our chaos, God is seeking to shine the light in our darkness. The biblical story of creation teaches us that from the very beginning, God has been right here with us. And God is still right here with us all. Even when we don't feel like God is anywhere near us, God is never any farther away from us than that very breath that that we hear about in the creation and that very breath that is filling your lungs now. All we have to do is become aware that God is right here with us. Just breathe. Wherever we are, God is here creating amidst the voids and the chaos. So maybe we need to find ourselves listening to God as God is continuing to create, and maybe we need to be those agents of change. God is asking us, will you take on the image in which you were created? to subdue and to be an agent of, notice whenever God creates, he says, it's good, it's good. Are you going to be an agent of goodness, seeking to bring about God's goodness in this world that so badly needs to see, hear, and feel his presence? Are you going to be an agent of creation for God, creating the kingdom here on earth? You know we oftentimes complain about how how this is this and that, and it's so far from what God created us created it to be. What are we doing to change it? I think so often what ta- we find ourselves going they're so diff they're so far away, but in doing so, we find ourselves speaking judgment and hate into this world, which is far away from the kingdom as well. We are called to be agents of love, hope, joy, peace, patience in this void, in this darkness, and in this world. So where are the voids of love, hope, joy, mercy, and forgiveness in your lives and in the lives of this world? And how is it that you, this day, can bring them to light, to fill the void, and to cast out the darkness? Amen and amen.